This is Crucial Tech, a podcast about technology that affects all of us in a format that allows you to consume it in the time it takes to go to and from the grocery store. I'm your host, Lou Covey, and I probably know more about it than you do. And if I don't, I know someone who does. But first... I have been hip deep in security technology for several weeks now with the RSA conference back in June and the design automation conference uh, just last week in San Francisco. I am looking at quantum computing, post-quantum encryption, encryption standards, uh, just all kinds of things that I'm going to be working on. They'll be in the magazine at cyberprotectionmagazine.com. They will be in uh, the special issues we've got planned over the next few months. And there's uh, one particular subject that I started out with, and that's what this one is going to be about today, passwords. I hate them. You hate them. Hackers love them because they are the easiest way to get into your bank accounts, to get into your social media, to uh, take your money, to defraud you. Passwords are horrible, but we can't get away from them, not anytime soon. Now, there has been news that companies like Apple, Google, Microsoft uh, are, are standardizing around what they're calling passwordless technologies. They really aren't because their technologies still require you to have a password, but it makes it easier to deal with those passwords and gives us a different technology to work with. But uh, Boyan Simic uh, runs a company that will eliminate passwords altogether and is doing it now in certain organizations, but you and I will never probably get a chance to actually use it. Uh, because they are focused on Fortune 500 companies, uh, all those companies that we buy from, sell to, and keep our money, which is probably a good reason for them to use the the hyper-technology. So uh, we're going to go to this interview now, and it's interesting because the interview opens up with Boyan asking me questions, and that's how we set this up. So let's go to the interview. What, what does passwordless mean to you or when you think about it as a consumer or a technologist or anything else? Okay, well, let me tell you how I do things, okay? Uh, I change my password on everything every month, okay? I have multi-factor authentication employed wherever I possibly can. I mean, even when I want to go on Facebook, uh, I have my browser set to you know, not have any any kind of cookies at all so i have to confirm through multi-factor authentication every day when i log into facebook or anything else it's a pain in the ass but i know it's something that has to be done i'm kind of anal about it Uh, but if you want me to say what i think about what passwords is a pain in the ass that's what i think passwords are but what do you what do you like what does passwordless mean to you? It means that I will be able to be identified some way without having to change my password every single time. Understood. Um, so theoretically, by that definition, right? We when I log into my bank account on my mobile app with my face ID or my touch ID, is that passwordless in your opinion? 
it, it seems like it is, but I know it isn't because I've had to create a password in order to, to activate that particular. Uh, and that's it. Situation. That's it. You know, that's exactly it. You mentioned 22 passwordless technologies or companies that you uncovered throughout your research. Yeah. And that's exactly it. The vast majority of the companies that play in this space, they believe in a passwordless experience. Mm -hmm. which is what my face ID is when I log into my bank account. They don't believe in a pastoralist workflow end to end. Right. And that's a critical distinction. Okay. As if I was to lose my iPhone today and I went to buy a new one and I downloaded my banking app on my phone, Mm -hmm. The first time I use that app on my new phone, I would have to type in a password. Right. And then on subsequent attempts, it's going to be using my face ID to let me in. But that is a passwordless user experience. It's not actually getting rid of the password because if I'm an adversary, I can still guess it or I can trick you into providing it to me or fish it from you or, or, or a number of ways that I can use to get access to that credential. Right. Um, so what passwordless means to us and the way that we have been implementing it for the last eight years is eliminating this concept of a shared secret entirely. So a password is obviously a shared secret. Um, it's something that I know as a user, it's something that the service I'm trying to log into, like my bank knows, and it's shared between us and I provide it and they verify it. Right. Um, but also a shared secret is the street I grew up on or my dog's name as a kid or my mother's maiden name, right? Or, you know, those types of security questions that you answer to do an account recovery in the event that you forget your password. Right. Um, a shared secret is also a credit card number, because if I know your credit card number and a couple of other digits, I can go to a website and purchase things on your behalf. Um, and, and so what passwordless means to hyper is the complete elimination of a shared secret. Uh, and that means using public key cryptography instead of something that you can remember as a user to verify you. So in other words, using an RSA or ECC. So using an RSA or an ECC, yes. Um, but the critical security component there is the private key generation management and storage should always be done on the user's device in a hardware backed key store. Okay. So no software based implementations for the key management piece. Okay. That is the criti critical security component. So you're talking about uh, YubiKey? I'm talking about YubiKeys. I'm talking about the secure enclave that's on your iPhone or the trusted execution environment that's on Android phones. Okay. Uh, all of these things have these capabilities. Okay. So, uh, so we're talking about true passwordless future when we're talking yep. about hyper. Okay. And so that's really what passwordless means to us as a company. That's the first kind of pillar from a security perspective of what we think passwordless should be and, and is. Okay. Um, the second is the user experience, the user experience itself. 
um, it needs to be easier than a password. Um, you mentioned you change your password every single month for every single one of your services. Yep. That's a laborious task. Yep. Um, I, I checked my password manager recently and I have like 900 something entries in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm pretty close to that. <laughs> and, and so for, for me, you know, that, that's, a, that's a lot of work and I'm sure it's a lot of work for you. Um, so the user experience benefit has to be significant, right? right? I should be able to authenticate to services that I care about extremely simply um, using technologies that are familiar with me, uh, to me as a user. Um, and a lot of times that means just using whatever's available, like my touch ID or my face ID or my biometric that's on my device, not some third party thing that was created by someone else. Um, but tying that together with the public key cryptography technology to make sure that um, that the security layer is still high, but the the usability is still there. Okay. And then it also means that providing um, re-onboarding capabilities that don't rely on shared secrets as well. Okay. Um, so. I don't know if you've ever like worked at a large corporation, um, but you know, every once in a while people go on vacation, they come back from vacation and they forget their password to their computer. Mm -hmm. um, and then they show up to work on Monday morning and they have to call the IT help desk to reset their password because they typed it in wrong too many times and they got locked out or yeah. something. Um, and typically the, the, the IT help desk will say, well, what's your employee ID number? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and then if they provide the correct employee ID number and the date of birth, um, you know, they'll give them a, they'll let them change their password over the phone. Well, guess what? Your employee ID number and your date of birth are both shared secrets. Yeah. Right. So how do you make sure that people can? Well, and, and unless you're on Facebook and then you probably, <laughs> probably have your, your birthday up there. Of course. Yeah. You know, Hey, you know, I, with social media these days, it, it's easy to figure out, you know, the operational intelligence, the open source intelligence is just so easy to do these days Yeah, uh, because social media is so prevalent. And a lot of people think that passwords are a, um, older generation problem. Um, but I think there's a statistic recently that said 87% of high school kids use the same password for everything all the time. Yeah. And so it's not, uh, kids are actually much worse at password management than adults. <laughs> um, which is, uh, Interesting. Kind of I always thought my, my, uh, my wife and in-laws were the worst. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's fascinating. Um, but like, so that's kind of the second pillar is a user experience. And the third one, which is kind of becoming much more important recently, and by recently, I mean the last three years in particular, which is this concept of the authentication being phishing resistant. Um, and what that really means is as a user, I should not be nobody should be able to trick me into providing these credentials. Yeah. So you may have used apps or, or seen implementations of MFA where you'll type in a password 
and then you'll you'll get a push notification that you'll need to accept. Mm -hmm. Well, chances are I already know your password, right? 20 billion of them have been leaked over the last few years. Um, and so they're fairly easy to guess um, using some pretty simple tools. Um, and then if I know your password, I can just spam you with push notifications to your phone until you get annoyed and accept one. Um, and, and so these methods are fishable at the end of the day, right? Okay. Which means that and any, any authentication mechanism that can be initiated by the attacker, which means that they can push a button and send you a push notification that you might accept um, is fishable. Yeah. Um, and so that the, the third pillar of our passwordless strategy is really making sure that every single authentication flow within our platform is phishing resistant and where the user is in control of the authentication process every step of the way. Okay. So that means not using things like push notifications, not using things like SMS codes, um, obviously not using passwords because all of those controls at the end of the day are fishable. And the difference between today and three years ago is a pretty significant one from a hacker perspective. Okay. And that is, you know, I'll, I'll kind of, I tell this story oftentimes of my father, my father, you know, he's, he's retired now. Um, and he gets like phone calls all the time from bad guys where they're like, Hey, sir, we just sent you a uh, text message to your phone. This is your health insurance company or your bank. Uh, will you please, you know, read us the, the text message we just sent you. Uh, and, and people get these phone calls all the time. And my father, you know, he, he knows the industry I work in. And so he doesn't fall for that type of stuff, but a lot of people do. Yeah, uh, and oftentimes they get their accounts taken over or their identity stolen, and it's a big issue. Um, the difference between three years ago and today is that three years ago, when my father would get those phone calls, it was a human being on the other side of the line talking to him, trying mm -hmm. to convince him to hand over that code. Right. Today, when my father gets that phone call, it's a bot, and that process is one hundred percent automated. So the hackers have innovated in ways that these attacks are now, instead of, you know, having a call center of 20 people targeting senior citizens, you know, and tricking them, they basically have a computer now that's dialing these things. And it even, it sounds even more believable because it's a machine, mm -hmm. right? Um, and, and they're able to target tens of millions of people at, in a single shot. Um, and, and so that scale has never existed before. And this is why we're seeing such a significant increase in phishing attacks in particular. Okay. So this concept of phishing resistant acts authentication is, is really, really important. Um, and companies like Google took this notion so seriously that this was years and years ago, you know, they've been, they're kind of on the forefront of a lot of things. They actually... Uh, would, you know, those YubiKey nanos, the little tiny ones. Yeah. When they, when they first decided to go down the path of zero trust and phishing resistant authentication, 
they actually took those YubiKey nanos and they super glued them into the computer of every single employee. Okay. And they said, you have to press this button on the YubiKey every single time you authenticate so that we know it's coming from your machine and, and a hacker is not initiating it. Super then, <laughs> yeah, oh, okay, but that, that's only if you work for Google. That's not for yeah. if, if you buy a Chromebook, which of course, personally, I think that would be a great addition to a Chromebook. Yeah, but like what I'm saying is that's that's the length that they went to to secure their employees and their business. Um, most companies are not going to do that. Um, yeah. And and they they went through those lengths because it was so critical for them to have that higher level of assurance. And, okay. and, and they're very quickly, because if you're a hacker and you have an innovative new hacking technology, who are you going to go after? You're going to go after Google and the banks um, because, you know, that's that's what's going to mm -hmm. get you the most kudos within your peer group. Right. We've got Apple, Google, Microsoft through Azure. Uh, all announcing that they are going to be offering passwordless technology. I mean, Apple's got passkey, okay, which I assume it actually means there's going to be a password in there somewhere. But as these big companies push forward with their own passwordless technologies, what's that going to do to your business? And, so these, other and these other 22 companies that I found that Overall, it's an extremely positive thing, and I'll explain why. Okay. Um, one is most people use passwords today to authenticate, right? And okay. if you're if you're an iPhone user, um, guess what? Your iPhone already has a password manager built into it. Yeah, I love that thing. Right, and and my Chrome browser has a password manager built into it. Yeah. Right, and I use that every day. I'm surprised my... you. I'm I'm surprised you use Chrome. <laughs> I I took took it off of my systems. It's a it's a RAM hog, but I've got 64 gigs. So there you go. <laughs> so <laughs> for for me, um, you know, so so these these companies already have password managers. Yeah. Right? But when when you look at corporations today. You know, they still buy third party password managers from the last pass and the one passwords and, and those types of companies. Okay. Right. Uh, similarly, uh, if you go into your, if you go on your iPhone and you look at the applications that you have on your phone, there's a certain percentage of those applications that allow you to log in with Apple or log in with Google or log in with Facebook, correct? Mm hmm. But if you open up the applications that you truly care about, and here I'm talking about your payments app, your banking apps, so on and so forth, none of those have those capabilities. Okay. And the reason for that is because those businesses from a regulatory perspective, as well as a security perspective, need to be able to maintain the end-to-end -end flow for their customers. Okay. And, and so the, the capabilities that Google and Apple are releasing and, and others, you know, from a platform perspective today are going to help the world significantly um, because they will provide a capability to 
access those applications that I log in today with Facebook or Google okay. in a passwordless manner. Everybody else will want will need to either build it themselves in order to maintain that control, or they'll need to purchase it from a passwordless vendor to company such as Hyper. Okay. And that's really the the industry itself, right? Um, you know, Google, Google, and, and Google and um, Apple and stuff like they've supported federation standards and stuff for many, many years. But you still see multi-billion-dollar companies like Okta and Ping and Fordrock exist today right. because they provide those core services to a much broader uh, set of industries. Okay. Do you support the FIDO standards? We we built the first FIDO implementation in October of 2014. Well, um, that's that's probably a reason, a good reason to uh, consider you. <laughs> and uh, we have been, you know, I, I've been on the board personally of, of FIDO for several years now. So, okay. much of the conversations. Uh, We're going to wrap up the interview there. We went on for a few more minutes, but I, I did wanted to clarify when when I mentioned FIDO. Uh, we're not talking about a dog that's fido all caps f-i-d-o and it stands for fast identity online it is uh, an open standards organization uh, that is a way to uh, authenticate quickly uh, to e either improve the, the experience uh, with with passwords or uh, to actually speed up the process of authentication and authentication is really what we're talking about here it's not just passwords is being able to say who you are. So that's it this week uh, from Crucial Tech. I hope you uh, got some education out of it. I know I sure did in this past week. I feel like I've had my mouth on a fire hose for the past few weeks. Uh, if you have any questions or concerns, you can go to anchor.fm slash crucialtech, leave a one minute comment or question, and uh, I may be able to use that in a future uh, show, or I'll get back to you uh, with the answer to that. Uh, we are, I'm also working on a larger story on the magazine about passwordless futures. Uh, there's a lot of people that think we're, we're coming there. There's a lot of people that think we're way away from it. It's an interesting subject. So stay tuned. Uh, this has been a Footwasher Media production. Thanks for listening.